rhetorical listeners, and welcome into another episode of The Big Rhetorical Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Woods. Last week, I was able to attend the Southeastern Writing Center Association Conference, which was held in Birmingham, Alabama. You might remember that, back in the fall, conference chair Dr. Jackie Wells, who's a professor and the director of the Writing Center at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, joined the Big Rhetorical Podcast to promote the event. I enjoyed speaking to her then, and of course catching up with her at the conference. UAB is my former institution. I was a credentialed course instructor there before my wife and I made our giant leap of faith, which landed us in Bloomington, Illinois. It was great to catch up, not only with Jackie, but other folks I worked with there that were still at UAB. Shout out to my friend Amy Cates, and it was great to see her. I presented on Friday with Dr. Devin Ralston. Our workshop was titled, Considering the Promises and Challenges, Podcasting in Writing Centers, and focused on the planning and development of Writing Center podcasts to meet students' needs with individual institutional context in mind. Fortunately, our workshop was well attended, and you can check out our resources as well as a podcast we produced during the workshop at https colon backslash backslash swca2020.weebly.com The conference theme this year was Growing Our Centers and the keynote by Dr. Dana Lynn Driscoll was an engaging talk which challenged us to think not only about writing center studies but about our own centers as well and how we can foster growth among our students, our tutors, and our faculty from the CFP. Writing Center stories are dominated by themes of growth, growth in usage, growth in space, growth in institutional profile, while we also talk about our students in terms of growth. In what ways do they need to grow? How do we support that growth? And how do we measure it? Really, that's exactly what the conference was about. Growth through inclusivity, digital growth, reaching new audiences and campus and community partners. What I love about SWCA is that it's so active. So I think it's just amazing that SWCA as an organization has opportunities for people to stay involved. Reigniting SWCA's social media presence is a passion of mine. And um, doing more to bring the states together when we are physically here together at the conference. I saw a ton of great presentations from a lot of places across the Southeast. The social highlight of the conference was the conference mixer at the Woolworth. The Woolworth is nestled in the historic Five Point South of Birmingham, my old stomping grounds. And while Birmingham is my hometown, this was my first time there since it opened after I left and moved up north. The Woolworth proved to be a unique way to spend the night out, for sure. The bar had recreations like foosball, shuffleboard, basketball, bumper pool, and duck pin bowling, which was really entertaining. While conference attendees were relaxing, shout out to conference organizers for establishing a drink ticket protocol, I set up my computer and mic and recorded this episode of the podcast. I talked to a ton of people, graduate students, professors, administrators, and later in the episode, you're going to hear from all of them. 
One of the most compelling guests who stopped by my table was incoming SWCA president Janine Morris from Nova Southeastern University in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Let's spend a little time with Janine and hear her plans for SWCA going forward. What's your institution and your role there? I'm at Nova Southeastern University in Fort Lauderdale, and my role is, half my role is an assistant professor in writing, but then the other half of my role is a faculty coordinator in our writing and communications Okay, so that sounds like you're juggling a lot and balancing maybe more than two hats, really. Did you present at the conference this year? I did present at the conference. Our writing center has three faculty coordinators. So two of us do a lot of work on emotion in writing centers. And we presented on a small study that we did with two of our graduate students on mindfulness and mentorship relationships in the writing center. And so we did a four-light study of mindfulness, but we talk a lot about the emotional work of being a graduate student in an administration, administrative position, and so our interest is really in how do we foster better relationships with our students and better support them in those leadership roles. And I also know that you are taking on a new role with SWCA. What I don't know, did you have a previous role with SWCA? So maybe we should start there, tell us what you used to do, and then tell us what you're going to do next year or going forward. So my initial role with SWCA was the Florida State Representative, and I love that role. Um, I started at NOVA in 2016, and that was my first position following my PhD, and I started my writing center position. I think it, the, our writing center space officially opened in January 2018, and so um, as the Florida rep, I really got to meet a lot of people in the state, got to meet a lot of other writing centers in our area, and got acquainted with the people who are on the board now. 
and then uh, last year the vice president position became vacant, and I decided that that was something that I would really be interested in, uh, and so I did that for a year, and then now I'm transitioning into the president. So that's fantastic. I know that uh, you haven't even been crowned president or named president yet. That's coming up pretty soon. But and so I don't want to put you on the spot too much. But perhaps you could muse on some of the things you're looking forward to doing in your role as president. So one of the things, and I'm sure as you saw in talking to our grad students, I'm really interested in social media and networking and connections. So. Uh, Reigniting SWCA social media presence is a passion of mine, and um, doing more to bring the states together when we are physically here together at the conference. So I would love to have more virtual workshops, virtual sessions. Um, our, so Florida is a big state, and our tutor collaboration day, we would have a north location and a south location, have several collaborative online shared sessions and then everyone would do their own thing for part of the day so i think there's a lot of potential to do that across the whole region like there's no reason why three states can't have a shared session so doing more with the social media and more of that kind of like interstate mingling is something i'm really interested in as well as continuing to grow the SWCA CARE program. I think that is just fantastic that we have that as an organization. So I'd love to see that, see more centers get certified and see us uh, really show, really act as a preeminent organization for certification. I think that'd be really great. So for someone who's just like, you know, listening to this podcast and maybe they're in like, I don't know, Oregon or Maine, but they're going to a job market, and they're a rec cop, and they might find themselves working in an SWCA state. What might those uh, what might those new writing center folks look forward to as they join SWCA? So, SWCA uh, as a region encompasses nine different states, so we're pretty big yeah. regionally, and each state has a representative who uh, is supported in doing statewide events. So in Florida, we had uh, two events a year. We had a tutor collaboration day in the fall and a director's day in the spring. And so the tutor collaboration day was a day where, uh, the way we did it anyway, was um, tutors at both locations uh, proposed sessions and did what they do here. They led workshops. Um, One of our two... some of the workshops here were piloted at our tutor collaboration day. And the director's day uh, is another event where we invited directors to um, propose ideas for mini sessions. And we just spent the day talking and learning from one another. We had Mark Hall as the keynote of our director's day. He shared his book with us. It was fantastic. So I think that as an organization, what I love about SWCA is that it's so active. I'm part of a number of professional organizations in the field, and um, you know a lot of them do a really great job with a conference, but then when you're not in conference time or at other kind of neighboring conferences, you don't, you're not really doing much with the organization. So I think it's just amazing that SWCA as an organization has opportunities for people to stay involved for
Would you like to join Charles on the podcast? The Big Rhetorical Podcast Emerging Scholar Series is a unique series of podcast episodes specifically designed to highlight the life and career work of graduate students and other academics who enjoy discussing the development of their scholarship, their pedagogy, and their service to the fields and disciplines of rhetoric, writing studies, and technical communication. The Big Rhetorical Podcast Emerging Scholar Series offers participants the opportunity to contribute to ongoing conversations within our disciplines and beyond. This record of conversations eventually will be a vast catalog of dialogues, a digital archive with the potential to impact the knowledge making in rhetoric, writing studies, and technical communication, as well as adjacent fields. Moreover, our Emerging Scholar series serves as a glimpse into the variety of positionalities and personalities currently working in and defining these areas, as well as a way to track specific disciplinary themes as they manifest throughout time. For scholars and practitioners, the Big Rhetorical Podcast Emerging Scholar series offers the opportunity to gauge the future of rhetoric, writing studies, and technical communication by learning more about the research of graduate students and less seasoned scholars. The Big Rhetorical Podcast core ideals are similar to the community-based writing project with an emphasis on inclusivity and localizing knowledge and strengthening relationships among peers. As we embark upon the newest season of the Big Rhetorical Podcast, please feel free to check out older episodes and our newest episodes wherever you get podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Anchor.fm. If you would like to be featured on an episode of the Big Rhetorical Podcast Emerging Scholar Series, or if you have any questions about the Big Rhetorical Podcast, please submit a form at our website, www.thebigrhetoricalpodcast.weebly.com. You can also find the Big Rhetorical Podcast on Twitter at The Big Ret. Follow the podcast on Facebook. Email us at thebigrhetorical at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you soon. I want to thank Janine for sitting down for an extended chat about her plans for SWCA going forward. I'm excited to see the work she does going forward because I think it's going to be great. And I wish her the best. Okay, rhetorical listeners, buckle in for the rest of this episode. The Big Rhetorical Podcast presents Sounds from SWCA. Tell me a little bit about yourself. What's your name, your institutional affiliation, and your role? Okay. Uh, My name is Leah Bauscher. I'm from the University of Arizona, where I'm a PhD student in rhetoric, composition, and teaching English. And I'm an alumna of Asbury University in Kentucky. Cool. So that's why SWCA, I still feel like, is kind of my home region for now. From the work you did at Asbury? Yes, from Excellent. that work. Yes. What led you to Arizona? I really liked that it was rhetoric, composition, and teaching of English. So I like that pedagogy was um, really emphasized when I visited. I saw opportunities. I want my focus to be writing center studies. I'd love to be a director. Um, So I had an opportunity to really forge new relationships between the writing center and the English department and 
reach out and kind of create some of those ways for me to professionalize myself and get experience before I graduate. That's so cool. Yeah. Yes. So you're here at SWCA presenting, I suppose? Yes. Have you already presented? Yes. How did it go? It went really well. Yeah. yeah I presented uh, two times yesterday, one with my um, undergrad institution, my previous writing center director, and another consultant about hosting a statewide conference in Kentucky and how we did it. Yeah, it ended up being a great experience, so we wanted to talk about how we did it and really like skills that we saw that tutors developed through that that we could take away and take into our professional careers after graduation. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, you said first-year PhD student? Yes. All right. That's awesome. What are some of the things you're working on in your other academic pursuits? In my other academic pursuits? Oh, what I mean is, like, uh, where is your research focus beyond the writing center and in your PhD? Oh, yeah. So... Right now, uh, my introduction to rhetoric and composition was really solely through writing center work. So getting a sense of rhetoric as a field beyond writing centers and just seeing all the different ways people are applying it and taking it. Uh, I took a transnational feminist rhetoric class last semester that opened my eyes to a whole other field of study. Um, And then just really getting into what different research methods look like and how they can be applied for different reasons. Um, yeah, just getting a sense of the whole field, honestly, right now. <laughs> How cool is the wool work? Yes, it's really cool. I didn't know there was going to be bowling and, like, pool and ping pong and all of that, so. Excellent. Yeah. Leah, it's great to chat with you. Yeah, Thanks thank for stopping you. by my table. Yeah, this has been great. Absolutely. <laughs> check, check. All right, tell us just a little bit. What's your name, your institutional affiliation, and your role? Okay, yeah, my name is Ricky. I am at, uh... What's your last name, Ricky? Finch. Finch. Yep, Nova Southeastern University, and I am a graduate assistant coordinator at the Writing Center there. What does that mean you do? Um, I'm doing a lot of administrative stuff, so we have about 70 um, consultants, and a lot of my work is just making sure that they have what they need to get their jobs done. Excellent. So a lot of, a lot of running around and just helping them out. Yeah. So, Nova has a huge showing at SWCA this year. A matter of fact, I saw y'all had a table here, for sure. Yes, we had a marketing table here on Thursday. Excellent. Uh, were you presenting as well? Yeah, I presented uh, I presented a, a poster. Excellent. About um, our training program. Yeah. Which we're, we've incorporated like a matching system to where like uh, the consultants, as they kind of... Le- uh, work through the levels of our training. They're getting badges. Okay. Um, and then we have like uh, other badges, like you know, if they're doing community service projects, if they're an expert at APA, those types of things. We're kind of giving them a badge. So it's uh, something new we've been working on since uh, summertime. Yeah. And have rolled out in the fall and, and this winter. Okay. I love that idea. Yeah. I think that is such a yeah. cool idea. I don't want to make some elementary equation to like Boy Scouts or Girl Scout matches mm-hmm. or something like that because I think there's a, a heck of a lot more to it. But I think that's a super interesting model to follow. How do your students respond? Um, well, yeah, we're using um, an app called Badger that can be built into the Canvas shell. And as you like get a badge, you can post it onto your LinkedIn. So we're trying to give it a little bit more value by showing on LinkedIn like, hey, I'm an expert in this certain thing or I've done these certain things inside the writing center. So it's, it's a big professional development push that we're doing. Uh, we want our uh, consultants to understand that the work we do 
is applicable outside of like the writing circle. So yeah. You can go into the uh, workforce and, and use the, the skills that you're gathering inside the writing circle. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like in terms of like professional development opportunities that graduate students perhaps don't have at some places, right? This right. is a built-in professional development tool, and I think that is super cool. It's like built into the program in a way. Yeah, and, and with us, a majority of our consultants are undergrads, yeah. and they're covering a wide, wide range of different um, you know, professional opportunities. Like, you know, we don't have like just English majors or communication majors. We're doing bio. We're doing like uh, you know, engineering. Just everybody like you know, we cover a lot of different fields, and so like we're able to show them like, hey, even though you're working in the engineering field, here's a skill that you're developing here that can apply there later on. Yeah. And so we're building the resume, building CVs, and kind of building their skills inside the writing center along with the work that they do with the, with the students. That's fantastic. Yes. That's super cool. And what a great opportunity, really, for the students to have that that mentoring, really, and professional oh, yeah. development. Uh, not to speak illy of my institution, but I would love to see that implemented where I'm at. I think that's yes. a super cool idea. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, we really want them to leave with a, a resume that's, that's kind of built for them yeah. and what they've done and with our in our writing center. What do you think about this place? It's super cool, right? Yeah, this is really awesome. Like, I, this is um, not something I expect in Birmingham, Alabama. So, yeah, it's really cool. I gotta say, I grew up in Birmingham for 30 years. I was born and raised here, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's not something that you think is here. But when you start walking around the cities and you go in the buildings and even the campus at UAB, you're like, holy crap, this place is cool as hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been all over. Yeah. We've been our first day just kind of wandering around. Like we wandered up the street, left the five points, and just the different parts of campus. Like Seen anything cool? Um, there is the one place down there, the basement place, that's kind of underground. Under, under uh, Upside Down Plaza? Yeah, we kind yeah. of want to check that out maybe later. Oh, wow. Al's Grill. Oh, um, yeah, Al's Deli and Grill Mediterranean for okay, okay, 24 hours. Yeah, we were over there last night, and it's just a, it's a cool little old, Diner. I yeah. Mean, that's a really cool place to go hang out. I guess this is the way to get sponsors for a podcast, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the food was great. We got yeah. the giant potatoes. Yeah. And bakers, so, right? Yeah, the bakers. Yeah. Excellent. Ricky, thanks for stopping by yeah, chatting with me. So, who are you, your institutional affiliation, and your role there? My name is April Sikorsky. I'm the Writing Center Director at Brazosport College in Southeast Texas. Southeast Texas? Southeast Texas. Not a specific place, just Southeast Texas. And we're in Lake Jackson, Texas, Lake about Jackson. an hour south of Houston, uh, right on the coast. I didn't even know there was an hour south of Houston. There is, there is. So is this Galveston? Eh? We're about 45 minutes um, down the coast from Galveston, so if you were to go from Houston to Galveston, it'd be way quicker than coming through us. but. Galveston's the tourist beach. Gotcha. What is that? What is your role at Brazos College? I am the writing center director at Brazos College. I'm also associate assistant professor of English. That's so cool. Yeah. So tell yeah. me a little bit. Like, what are you the, the day to day? My news. What do you do? So um, I teach two days a week. I teach about two classes. I have a really sweet gig. I get a nice course release, and the rest of the time I focus on. Um, Supervising the tutors, creating training, creating resources for faculty, doing 
um, connecting with faculty, networking with faculty, writing across the curriculum kind of work. So, kind of a catch-all for anything comprehensive. Is Texas an SWCA state? We are actually a South Central Writing Center Association state, so I'm outside of our region. Okay, so I wonder what brought you here. I'm also outside of the region from Illinois. There you go. Nomads, I guess, or homeless statesmen, patriots, right? Uh, so what brought you to SWCA? What are your affiliations there? Well, um, Maggie Herb, who's the former treasurer of SWCA, moved out of the region. And because I was closer to the region than she was where she moved, she invited me into the treasurer. And I like to say that as a treasurer of a writing center organization, there was a bowl of short straws and I drew first. So even though I was out of the region because I was eager enough to be treasurer, they let me that's awesome. So I'm just like, so you're on the executive board. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks for stopping by and talking about that. <laughs> but you also presented? No, I did not present. Did no, you I see your dead money? I was actually in meetings. All I did today was talk about does. executive board meetings and talk about money. Did you make a lot of good decisions? We, I, we did. <laughs> <laughs> good things with Virginia. We're piloting some good things here. Yeah, exciting things like, coming for SWC. If you were as a part of the executive board, yes, sir. saying I need to promote SWCA, what's the one no, thing you would tell people about the, the organization? I think the, the the thing that this organization has, the thing that makes it strong, is the people in the organization, yeah. um, the friends that I've met, the colleagues that I've met, the networking connections. Yeah. If you want to get specific, but I felt welcomed. From the first day that I've Me been too. here, and so it kind of feels like a family that I don't want to lose, yeah. right? So it's the people. Thank you, April. My pleasure. Thank you. Right on. So, so what's your name? I'm Carlos Rodriguez Rosa. And your institution? Uh, Nova Southeastern University. And your role there? I'm a graduate assistant coordinator. Graduate assistant coordinator, so you're working on a master's degree? Yes. And what's your specialization? Uh, composition, rhetoric, and digital media. Oh, how cool. Yeah. yeah. A little catch all there. So how far yeah. <laughs> how far how far out is graduation? Um, it's a two year program, it's my second semester. So I got a year and some weeks. Year and some weeks is a good way to look yeah. at it. How exciting. So you're probably ramping up to really think about the thesis. Yes. And I'm sure you've always been thinking about it, but it's really time. Yes. Tell us a little about your thesis work. Uh, so uh, my thesis work is uh, I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking into uh, forum role playing. Okay. Uh, so it, uh, on sites like JSync, for example, on forums where people write uh, creatively, they create characters and they write as those characters uh, collaboratively to each other. Um, and I'm really interested in at how individuals, particularly queer individuals, use that space to explore their identities. Yeah. Uh, just uh, from my experience, uh, it was the first space I was actually out in where I could actually like test drive being out as a person yeah. uh, because I was role playing as somebody who was out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's it, fascinating. It, so uh, I'm just really interested in like how um, role Forum role playing co- functions as a contact zone yeah. for queer individuals to explore who they are uh, in a way that's safe. That's fascinating. Yes. So the, the, one of the connections that I made to your work, and if it's not something that we, that's, if it's not an avenue, just say it's not yeah. an avenue. I'm not, it's like fandom. Oh yeah. And things like like fandom and the, how does that work in, into what you're looking at? Uh, or so does it? Uh, I've done work in the past where I look particularly uh, uh, at the Marvel Cinematic Universe and look at Stephen Bucky, the Stucky fandom, and how it's a very popular ship. And uh, I just look at uh, the 
epistemology of fandom and how fans, when they connect to particularly queer individuals, when they don't see themselves on the screen, they'll read between the lines to find uh, unrealized realities for themselves. And so uh, most of my work is looked at doing that. Uh, I've looked at fan fiction and I've looked at uh, actual roleplay sites where uh, those two characters are paired together in a romantic manner. Uh, just to see just why individuals do that, why those two in particular, and most of it is just subverting masculinity and all that stuff, but uh, I just think it's really fascinating. That is so cool. I'm not going to pretend like I can keep up in this conversation, because I don't know enough <laughs> okay. about it, but that work sounds like it's fascinating. I hope that it all works out for you. Thank you. And it sounds like you're doing some really engaging work that might be popular too, you know? Oh, I'm hoping. <laughs> How cool is this place? Am I right? I, I love it. Oh my gosh. It's the perfect place to record a podcast. 10 minutes from bowling, 10 seconds from bowling, and 10 seconds from the bar. Thank you so much. Of course. And where's that at? It's in Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Not one of the SWCA states. It's not. I moved in the middle of my term. Very cool. So, Where'd you move from? University of South Carolina. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Columbia, right? That's right. I know a yeah. bunch of folks from Columbia, and I've had a bunch of folks from Columbia on my podcast. Uh, Trevor, I believe. Love Trevor. Yeah. He was great. Uh, Amber Lee, Ben yeah. Harley, Kelly Wheeler. The list goes on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what's your role with SWCA? Twenty minutes. The end of this conversation, right? <laughs> Your last official duty as president. Well, I don't want to get too deep or, or too heavy, but maybe you could reflect a little bit on some of the things you've done as SWCA president. One thing that's nice about about SWCA at this particular moment right. is that it's, it's, in some ways it's a self-sustaining thing. Uh, the, One of the things, and this is my first SWCA conference, but one of the things that I found fascinating and like I want more of this when I was looking through the program was the care program and the five awards that you gave to the to the uh, to those uh, universities. Could you maybe tell us a little bit about how that came to be and what that and what that process is for for maybe programs that wanna that might hear this and wanna apply in the future? Well you're gonna need to talk to Rusty Carpenter. We can do that. Details, but the, the idea is that uh, institutions are wanting people to be certified. So, like, it's a lot of stuff like that that helps, especially smaller schools or, or schools that maybe struggle with funding sometimes. You can say, look, here's an organization that's, that's well respected, it's been around since 
So what do you think about the wool work? This is nice. This is cool, right? This is really cool. This is good. I was the best location. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, Birmingham is a pretty cool place. Yeah? Are you from Birmingham? I am. I'm from Birmingham. Okay, born so and raised. That's why I came back. That's why I came back. Yeah. I worked, at, I worked with Jackie at UAB yeah. for three years? I worked for three years as a, a credential course instructor, and then I went back for the PhD. Yeah. So cool. Are you now? Yeah. I just turned in my last cop exam. I'm very excited yeah, about that. It was very fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For the worst. Here's the thing you need to know that somebody told me once. Hey. You're smarter now than you'll ever be again. Oh my God, it's the truth. It's, a, it's all about it. Oh my gosh, it's so true. I know everything there is to know about assemblage mapping. Well, I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, but you know it better than anyone in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something to be proud of. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add before I let you get out of here? Memphis 2021, uh, sometime in February. Right? Absolutely. I think it's a week earlier than, than institutional affiliation and your role there. My name is Matthew Kelp. I am the coordinator of the Learning Center at Auburn University at Montgomery. And you know Melinda Harrison? Yes. That is a you like the fourth person that's asked, but she, she's, she's famous apparently. Apparently. So what are your day-to-day, -day, what's your day-to-day -day role as the director of the Writing Center? Coordinator for the Coordinator. We're a multidisciplinary center. Uh, it's the only location of our two that handles writing, so it's kind of a de facto writing center. So your general administration stuff, it's hiring, training, uh, making sure things run day-to-day, -day, outreach, workshops, what everyone else does. Did you present here at SWCA? We present in the morning, 9 a.m. So oh. you show up. Well, you can. I will at 9 a.m. That means I can't get too drunk duck pin bowling tonight, I guess. Well, what are you presenting on? Uh, me and my grad assistant are doing a research study about guilt in the writing center uh, where tutors feel like they're maybe misstepping out of bounds and how that relates to a paradigm of directive and non-directive sliding scale. Like some students need more hands-on help, but if your center is very hands-off, do you feel bad about that, even if maybe you did the right thing for that student? I've got another, there she is right there walking past my undergrad. She's doing a, a research post about... Taking care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, kind of guarding your bubble. Tutors get stressful. It's like teaching. That's so cool. That's so cool. So y'all have multiple presentations going on. Yeah, right we're in the same panel. Look. So yeah, we're all. We'll all get up, handle it. We'll be done. The Auburn Montgomery people are here. Yeah, you have folks. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel bad for the third person presenting. We're just like you can't talk. It's all us. It's ours. 
So do you uh, do you have any roles with SWCA? I am the Alabama State representative, so I'm on the board. And that means you have to take the pictures of all the award winners. <laughs> that is exactly what I meant this year. Yes, I was the social media chair, so I did my best to run the Facebook and the Twitter, and then apparently take pictures of the uh, handouts and all the awards. It's <laughs> all you up and down, up and down. They were like, we got Trey on pictures, but if you're here, Trey can just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> well, they put you to work, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I was all right. That's for sure. Anything else you want to add about SWCA or the work you're doing or AUM is doing? Oh, AUM is doing great stuff. We're always growing and trying out new things. Oh, um, yeah. I every, see it. Every year is a pilot year is what I say. Okay. What do you mean? So, and really, I think everybody here thinks that way because Ryan Center people are helpers. We all want to try something different. So, I mean, every year is a pilot year. Every year, every semester, it's an opportunity to try something new. It's, okay, let's reflect back. Let's see, did this workshop work? Why didn't it? What can we do different? There's always new technology, new pedagogy, there's something different to try out. You can't get stuck at the same thing. Absolutely. I was thinking today, I was like, during the keynote, it's uh, it's like, it's a new day every day, right? It's not a new semester in a writing center, it's a new day, right? I don't know if you agree, but that's the way I was thinking about every, it. Every student's different, every class is different, yeah. and, and students, even the same students, different day to day. Week to week. Uh, that's kind of what me and my tutor started off talking about with this guilt thing is you get a kid that comes in freshman year and they've never had any big writing assignments, so you got to be real hands-on, and then you see that student every week or every month, and then by the time you're done with them, they're an entirely different person. It's like, now my, my whole approach to them has to change. But you got all the tools now, so now I can just sit back and just ask questions all day. It's not exactly how it works, I guess. <laughs> In a perfect world. Right. Matt, thanks so much for stopping yeah, by. Yeah, man, thanks for having me, brother. For Good sure. to see you. Good to see you, Matt. Thanks, man. I'm Dr. Devin Ralston, and I'm an assistant professor at Winthrop University and direct the writing center there. Awesome. So you're at SWCA. Yes. You're in an SWCA state in South Carolina. Right. What is your role with SWCA? So I am co-editor of the Southern Discourse in the Center Journal, which publishes uh, all kinds of writing center, writing studies, work, scholarship, as well as book reviews and work by student tutors. So it means that I get a seat on the board for a couple of years. Excellent. It's a role you have now. It's also going to be a a role that goes into 2020 2021 as we did a workshop about podcasting in writing centers, how you might bring podcasting to the writing center, how might you start a writing center podcast, and the different kinds of planning, thinking about planning, institutional constraints, different kinds of contexts that would impact your decision to start a podcast, and how to get resources, including other people to help you, partnerships across campuses, those sorts of things. It was a really nice conversation, I thought. What do you think were one or two, or just maybe a primary takeaway from your from your presentation? I think one of the things that's always interesting to me, no matter the session I'm in, is the different kinds of institutional issues that we face as writing centers. Some of us from big R1 institutions, some of us from small schools, everything in between. But we all we all have at stake 
trying to help student writers. And I think that what's really nice, and I think that showed in our session, was that concern of how do we get information to the people who need the information and who can help us at our different institutions. And the answer to that question is different for different institutions, right. obviously. But I think that commitment to access to information, access to resources is going to be fundamental across campuses. I think that that's really hopeful for someone like me who directs the Writing Center and often gets mired down in my own institutional issues or constraints or, you know, um, difficulties and challenges. And to see that we're really all trying to work toward a kind of common goal and that we all have some sort of challenge and learning from other people. Maybe they don't have the same challenge that I had, but learning what they did to meet those challenges can sometimes be helpful, even if it's a completely different kind of problem or, you know, challenge to address. What do you think of the affordances and constraints of recording a podcast in a bowling alley? Sound <laughs> is loud. I feel like I'm shouting at you. Yeah. Uh, but I do, but what I do think is nice is like you get sort of the atmosphere yeah. it sounds, right? When we talk about sound, it's like, what is that atmosphere you can... You can sense what the crowd We is have like. the ambiance. We definitely have that. You Thank can't you. quite capture the neon lights yeah. of different things with that, right? Which is a constraint of sound, but you can definitely hear like the duck pin bowling in the yeah. background, which is fun. The Woolworth is fantastic if you're ever so in Birmingham. Good. Such a cool vibe. Such yeah. a cool vibe. Thanks, Devin. Yeah. be a part of the Big Rhetorical Podcast? We offer participants the opportunity to contribute to ongoing conversations within our discipline and beyond. This record of conversations eventually will be a vast catalog of dialogues, a digital archive with the potential to impact the knowledge making in rhetoric, writing studies, and technical communication, as well as adjacent fields. Moreover, the Big Rhetorical Podcast serves as a glimpse into the variety of positionalities and personalities currently working in and defining these areas, as well as a way to track specific disciplinary themes as they manifest throughout time. For scholars and practitioners, the Big Rhetorical Podcast Emerging Scholars series offers the opportunity to gauge the future of rhetoric, writing studies, and tech comm by learning more about the research of graduate students and less seasoned scholars. The Big Rhetorical Podcast Emerging Scholars series core ideals are similar to a community-based writing project with an emphasis on inclusivity, in localizing knowledge, and in strengthening relationships among peers. If you'd like to be featured on an episode of the Big Rhetorical Podcast, please submit a form at, the, at our website, thebigrhetoricalpodcast.weebly.com, or you can reach out to us via email, thebigrhetorical at gmail.com. You can also find the Big Rhetorical Podcast on Twitter, at the Big Ret, and follow the podcast on Facebook. You can get the Big Rhetorical Podcast wherever you get podcasts. Finally, don't forget to buy some merch. You can head over to our Cafe Press store, www.cafepress.com slash tbrpodmerch. That's cafepress.com slash 
T-B-R-P-O-D-M-E-R-C-H and pick up a coffee cup or a t-shirt. Make sure you do that. We're hitting the road soon. We'll be at ATTW. We'll be at Seas and we hope to see you there. Until next time, rhetorical listeners, be kind to one another and always be listening.